What's going on, friends? Welcome to another episode of The Genius Life. I'm your host, Max Lugavere, a filmmaker, health and science journalist, and the author of the New York Times best-selling book, Genius Foods. In this episode of the show, I'm super excited to welcome back, for the third time, my good friend, Mr. Crosby Taylor. Crosby is a fitness expert. He is a keto dessert chef, and he's also in a partner a partner in a company that produces hydrogen-infused water. So we're going to talk a little bit about what that is over the course of the next episode, along with the myriad of ways is that Crosby, who is, uh, I would, I, I call him uh, a wellness whisperer. I'm, I really get into the specifics of Crosby's routine and how he manages to diffuse stress and achieve what he calls homeostasis. We're going to talk about what that is um, over the course of the next hour. But before we get into our super informative and entertaining chat, I want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this episode of the show, and that is Ned. As a health and trends expert for many TV shows, including The Dr. Oz Show, The Rachel Ray Show, The Doctors, I'll, I can honestly tell you that CBD has reached peak fervor in terms of people's interest um, in this compound. And Ned is a purveyor of probably the highest quality CBD that... Um, I'm familiar with, and I became familiar with them because my good friends over at Mind Pump, I've appeared on their podcast a number of times, they always speak so glowingly about Ned, and um, I think what's cool about them is that they share everything super openly, from their third-party lab reports, to who uh, farms their hemp, to the cold extraction process, and even the exact location where their single-source hemp is grown. Ned goes above and beyond to keep things uh, super simple. They sent me a free bottle of the product just so that I could get acquainted with it before, you know, talking about it on my podcast. And um, I got to tell you, I really appreciated that it was only the the extract along with a little bit of MCT oil. The taste is super clean. And taken before bed, it made me feel pretty chilled out. I got to admit, I mean, this there's definitely a placebo effect. But Crosby and I actually over the course of the next hour are going to talk about CBD. He is a huge fan and has been using it for years years. And so, you know, I'm always excited to learn more. I think that uh, the potential um, applications for CBD is super exciting. And of course, it's been used medicinally um, for decades as a treatment for certain seizure disorders. So I'm excited for more research to be revealed. But in the meantime, if you want to check out Ned and try CBD, this is the product to give a try. You can go to helloned.com. And if you use promo code genius, you're going to save 15% off of your first purchase at helloned.com. Again, that is promo code genius at helloned.com. I recommend you go and check them out and see what all the hype is about. All right, guys, we're seconds away with my chat from the one and only Crosby Taylor. I'm very excited. Please take a moment to support The Genius Life by leaving that rating and review on iTunes. Hopefully, I've earned a five-star rating from you. And if I haven't, leave that review and let me know how I could improve. I'm always looking to improve. I listen to your feedback. I pivot. I iterate. I just want you to know that I've got your back. And um, really bringing you the best content week after week is my sole goal as far as The Genius Life podcast is concerned. The other way that you can help me um, get the word out about what I'm doing is to simply spread the word about it. Talk about it at the water cooler, at your job, spread the word on social media. I would very much appreciate that. And the third way, of course, is to join my newsletter. Every week or so, I send out a information-packed email that I personally write with the intention of improving your life in at least one way in every single email. And the best part 
perhaps. Well, the best part is the email, but um, I guess the second best part is that you can opt out anytime if you find it to be annoying, but you will not find it to be annoying, I promise you. Well, that's it for my introduction. I appreciate that you have taken the time to listen to it, and now, on with the show. Let's take it away. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Crosby Taylor. It's good to be here. How are you the, doing? For the third time. Am you, I, you're the first number three. I was the first number two, I think, too. Yeah. Is there Has there been another number two? Yes. There has. There have been a few number twos. We've had Craig Clemens, who you're also friends with. Yes. We've had Sarah Ann Stewart, who you're also friends with. Very worthy number twos. Yes, very good number twos. Mm. All, well, this, all this talk about number twos making me feel kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, that's usually a morning thing for me. <laughs> So I I don't feel weird. It's four o'clock in the day. I mean, it is four o'clock. It's not triggering for me. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's, let's just be clear. It's not triggering anything for me either. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good. We need to get through this podcast. We do. Um. So what's what's going on, brother? You know. It always feels fun doing these with you because I hang out with you a lot. Right. Like every day. A lot of Tokaya lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need a lot of. Grass-fed sour cream. Yeah. What? So, if you're listening, um, and and you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen me post about uh, my obsession with these grain-free burritos that Crosby and I get all the time at at this place in LA called Takaya. Mm. And um, let's just talk briefly about. Let's just like. <laughs> well, we this isn't a sponsored podcast. It's by not. Tukaya. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not sponsored. Um. Well, it's it's delicious. I've yeah. never, uh, I haven't had a burrito in in years because I won't eat corn tortillas. Right. Just not not for me. But this is a, it's a grain free tortilla with coconut flour and cassava yeah. flour. So it's tasty. It's really good. They they do a great job over there with that, and we've been kind of animals about eating there. And I think we need to relax. But yeah, it's all right. I would agree. It's okay. Um, so the, the focus of this episode of the genius life, as I mentioned in the, in the introduction is homeostasis, mm. which is a very important term mm-hmm. that, uh, that most people aren't really very aware of. I think they've heard the, the word a lot, but just like, don't know how to put it into context within their, their life. Maybe, um, I've always, I mean, for me in the last four or five years, it's been a like strong passion of mine to, figure out this balance of and homeostasis within myself because I'm a very sensitive person and things are very, you know, when things are very overstimulating around me, I have a tendency to be able to be knocked out of this balance, this homeostasis that kind of is um, a driving for driving force for our health in a lot of ways. Like I think in a lot of research and science goes back to point to point back to this idea that being able to keep this, level levelness of of homeostasis within our body and our cells is really going to help keep away chronic disease and issues that a lot of us are battling uh in this modern day especially with everything that's around us that is so stimulating i mean right here in front of us we're holding our phones which have these this this 5g or about to have this 5g and this these EMFs and this tech, this technology that can kind of throw our nervous system out of whack in a lot of ways. So we didn't really have this for a long time within our ancestry dating years back. And now we do. And we're kind of, I feel like we're still kind of guinea pigs when it comes to this whole thing 
and how much this is actually stressing out our system. So, um, I definitely feel it and I do a lot of things to kind of counteract the overstimulating things around us that help to bring my body back to balance. Yeah. That's kind of, and so I told you, Oh, we should talk about balance. You were like, what are you talking about? But (laughs) I, I think that that's just something that a lot of people, um, are yearning to have in their life in some kind of way is the stability bringing their, their system back to this balance. <clears throat> so true. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. We've, uh, we've definitely um, tilted the scales, many different scales, into a state of uh, asynchrony. And um, yeah, I was just actually this, uh, it reminds me of a podcast that um, I put up uh, last week with Michael Pollan, who is, um, he wrote a book recently about um, a different type of homeostasis. We were talking about the mind and mental health mm. and, and specifically how uh, psychedelics are being used as a potential therapeutic intervention um, for people suffering from mood disorders yeah. and um, addictions and things like that. And we were talking about how the brain really functions best somewhere in the middle on this continuum between order and chaos Mm. or order and disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, when you, obviously the brain is this complex symphony of neurological processes, right? And so order is important, but excessive order is not good. Excessive order allows conditions like depression, anxiety, Mm -hmm. uh, obsessions Mm -hmm. um, to ferment really. And then at the far end of the of the of the disorder spectrum, you have basically chaos, which is like, you know, which could potentially allow for, um, you know, like schizophrenia. Yeah. To emerge. So, so in in a way, finding the equilibrium within that, mm-hmm. and uh, helping those people with those those kind of disorders. Yeah. So yeah, it it all comes back to this moderation, balance state, you know, equilibrium, and uh, for those of you that are still kind of curious in, in a more Webster's dictionary type fashion. The, the definition of homeostasis is the ability or tendency to maintain internal stability in an organism to compensate for environmental changes. So that kind of just brings you back to this, you know, our internal state and everything around us and all these changes that are happening, all these stressors that are occurring to us um, throughout our day being able to center ourselves back um, and bring ourselves into this balanced state so that we're not in this teeter-totter effect all the time. Because I feel like that's what really drives up that stress hormone and you know cortisol levels will be rising when you're kind of in that state all the time of disarray. And, and, so, and you don't have to be perfectly balanced all the time. We can't be. But I think there's a lot of things that we could do to counteract um, some of these modern day stressors and be able to bring ourselves back to balance uh, more frequently than, than not. Yeah. I want to hear about them. Cause I mean, like I think what's so interesting about you and I'm sure that your fans and followers will agree is that you don't like on first glance, like if you're just now hearing about Crosby Taylor for the first time and you go to his Instagram, you don't seem like a guy who would embody such equilibrium and and (laughs) have that be such a major part of your life as I know that it as it is you know I mean you look like you're you spend all day in the gym Mm. right you look like you you know you're you you work out all the time you're a young guy you you know you're in the fashion industry kind of you know and still and so it's like 
that industry comes with its own you know party scene right, and right, all right. this other stuff right like you're a very social guy you're you're a charismatic guy so i'm not i'm not just saying all this to you know blow smoke up your butt but it's like that's not like on first glance on paper those aren't the characteristics that you would basically assume are of a of a person who you know for whom homeostasis matters so much mm-hmm. so how do you how do you strike that balance in your life yeah i mean there's a lot of different things that i do um that kind of help in that manner. Uh, everything from my diet, the foods that I eat, to my lifestyle and certain modalities that I incorporate on a daily basis, uh, to supplementation and, and, and two that I think um, are kind of the holy grail for me that I use on a regular basis uh, supplementation-wise that really help um, in ways. But yeah, it, it it's kind of like full spectrum there's many different things that I like to uh, include in my daily routine. And I think having a routine in general Mm -hmm. is one way it's just, that's like an easy thing in itself to be able to help bring balance and more homeostasis into your life is just having a routine that brings you back into that place. Mm. You know, a lot of people are kind of all over the place and, and maybe they stay out really late one night and then it, it kind of like snowballs them into the next day where they're doing things that are out of character for them. But why not, you know, have that great night and then be able to have a routine that you can go back to that can bring you back into a place where you can, okay, now let's start over. We're going to, we're going to get ourselves back into this balanced state. And now some of the physiological processes that are happening to the body will, will bring, will come back to, to balance as opposed to, you know, being all over the place again. But yeah, like in, in general, um, food-wise, uh, the number one thing that I like to get that helps to calm my system down and bring me back into balance um, is a good source of protein. And I know you're a big fan of a good source of protein. Yeah. <laughs> we, we go to we go to Tokai and this guy's got, this guy's <laughs> crushing protein. You always make fun of me for it. <laughs> I don't know why. No, it's good. You're getting your essential amino acids. <laughs> And these essential amino acids are not only uh, really important and imperative for um, muscular development and uh, when it comes to just maintaining um, the right body composition that you want, but they're really also great for stability in the brain. So having a good source of protein at least a couple times a day really helps to bring yourself back into this balanced state. Um, getting the right mineral content when it comes to foods in general. I think we're super, super mineral depleted uh, in our daily diets. And that's one thing that's definitely kind of making us feel out of whack in a lot of different ways, especially some of the macro minerals like uh, magnesium. Um, magnesium is a big one that a ton of us were deficient in. And so, I mean, I, I even take before bed a magnesium supplement. It's like powder form, hmm. drinkable form of magnesium. Um, I think it's like three different types, like glycinate, citrate, and one other one. But I love it. Like, it helps me have a nice deep sleep, uh, calms down my system from, you know, an overworked day if I had one. So, yeah, and then in, in uh, overall, you know, when you're getting the, the balanced state of the macro minerals and your trace minerals, things like iron and copper and zinc 
iodine your your system this is like the electrical current of your your body and mm -hmm. so everything's just going to work better yeah in general and i think that that's one big thing when it comes to having kind of like a a kind of diet that's a fad at the time or something that's pretty extreme a lot of these extreme diets out here uh, don't take into account certain balanced types of macro minerals i think uh you'd be the first person to to agree that there are diets out there that are losing a lot of vitamins and minerals oh definitely yeah i mean our produce has become depleted um, for a number of reasons, actually, you know, you can look at the fact that our atmosphere is more CO2 than ever before in history. It's causing our plants to grow faster. It's been speculated that this is, uh, you know, one of the reasons why there seems to be this differential in, uh, nutrient content over just a 50 year period, wow. uh, monoculture, um, you know, the fact that we've basically depleted our soils <coughs> is, is being reflected in the plants and not only just the growing methods and the, and the air, the fact that our food now has to be shipped over extended periods of time to our supermarkets, various um, nutrients actually be become depleted just over time, over the storage of various uh, produce. Folate is one of them. Well, of course, other nutrients increase, like, you know, as fr fruit and, and vegetables continue to ripen, um, it increases uh, certain other phytonutrients, uh, like certain carotenoids. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's... There's, it's no secret that, um, and I talk about this a lot, that people are, are largely nutrient deficient. Yeah. In at least in, in at least one <coughs> essential nutrient. You're talking about magnesium. Half of the population doesn't doesn't oh doesn't ingest adequate magnesium. One hundred percent. And not only that, but when it comes to some of these nutrients, um, uh, vitamins, minerals, it's also about the absorption. So it's it's not only are you getting these things in in your system, are you actually breaking them down? Do you have the proper stomach acid do you have uh, are you secreting enough enzymes to break down the food and properly assimilate it to where it needs to go or is it just sitting in your system until it has to pass the next day or it doesn't pass you know so and in and, and in that way creating this like chronic condition of toxicity mm -hmm. in your system so definitely some things to look at when it comes to the gut because then you know, if your gut's not in proper balance and making the right moves you're not even going to be breaking down a lot of these foods that we need to be getting for this balance of our system in, in the first place yep. um you know c going back to some of this those foods even uh, assimilating and breaking down some of these really essential fatty acids and fats that we need um in our our daily life everything from you know good saturated to monounsaturated um and some omegas, these are the, the fatty acids and, and certain things that are driving our, our brain health, mm -hmm. um, as you like to talk about a lot in your... In my shtick. In Amazing Genius Foods book. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, beyond just food, um, there are some things that I like to incorporate, especially if I'm feeling stressed or kind of overwhelmed, and I could feel that sensitivity of overstimulation around me. And I don't have, you know, I'm not, I can't just sit down and eat some food and try to get myself grounded by eating. Um, everything from like certain breathwork practices that I'll go through to even, to even um, certain pressure points that I've learned that you can do, which is kind of cool because, and I feel like a lot of people would enjoy 
<laughs> it's funny. Like I, I could see people just like standing somewhere that's maybe like stressing them out. And then all of a sudden they're like grabbing, they're like pinching, um, the inside of their hand between their thumb and index finger. There's like a point there. And if you just kind of like squeeze and massage it, it's one of those points that kind of goes back, um, in a lot of these books about resetting the central nervous system. Wow. So like grabbing and, and pressing there is really cool. Maybe we can show it. <clears throat> I'm doing that right now. Yeah. You can even, uh, in between your eyebrows in a circular motion helps for anxiety and stress. If you just kind of, and when I looked these up and I found out about these years ago, I noticed randomly would like notice someone somewhere like stressed out and doing it wow. and maybe they didn't even know maybe this intuitively were doing it but or maybe they knew and they had like some shrink that was like telling them to do this but wow that's one right in between the eyebrows and just like kind of massaging in a circular motion and then there's a point that's really good for anxiety and insomnia in the um, upper quadrant of the earlobe like the upper triangle right in the, like the flat part inside <clears throat> and you pinch that too between um, your thumb and index, index finger. You just kind of like pinch that area and that one you just kind of like pinch uh, and hold. And I do the first two more if I'm like really feel like I need to relax, but not all the time. It's not like something that I'm like always doing around but yeah just something as simple as that to help bring your system back to balance um and help fend off some of the stress around you uh super amazing and then uh, when it comes to herbs and some of these supplements <clears throat> i really tend to gravitate toward a lot of these adaptogenic herbs and i think you just started kind of getting into them in the last like couple of years right yeah <clears throat> Some of the mushrooms. Yeah, like the Four Sigmatic stuff. Yeah, you're using some of that. And the Reishi, Chaga, Cordyceps. Um, but also some of these Ayurvedic herbs like Ashwagandha, uh, Ginseng, Holy Basil, Maca is a really great one for um, an adaptogen for hormones. Uh, Rhodiola. Again, these are just amazing ways herbally to bring your body back to this balanced state where it is it does the best at fending off issues you know disease stressors uh chronic conditions on a regular basis like these are a lot of the things that more of uh, in a holistic approach people are recommending and prescribing to people that are under a, a heavy deal of anxiety or stress or just disarray in their life and bringing them back to these states of equilibrium are helping them with their chronic issues because their chronic issues are stemming from being out of balance for so long. Chronically being on one side or the other of the scale and pushing their system completely way out of uh, this balanced state. And so it takes time because you don't just take one supplement or one, you eat one food or do one modality and you're back to a place and then it it stays there because it's you've created a chronic condition your system will now have a tendency to go back to that chronic place 
So you have to slowly and daily bring it back and just be more aware of what you're doing on a, um, on a daily basis. And, um, I mean, yeah, is there anything, is there anything you do that you feel like maybe intuitively that is like a thing that you might do or, or when you get stressed, Hmm. do you have like a go-to man? That's a good, uh, yeah, I, well, I like to, I love, I love to exercise, you know, I I exercise for mental health. Exercise Um, definitely helps. And, um, you know, I go to the gym and I, I feel like I give it my all, you know, I'll do like, I, I combine resistance training with high intensity, you know, you and I like love the battle ropes, which is Mm -hmm, super fun. mm -hmm. I'll hit the assault bike. Um, and, uh, and you know, I feel like deliberate concentrated periods of excitation can help to, um, diffuse, you know, over excitation, um, or I guess I should say like excessive excitation later in the day, you know, it just mm. helps to bring that sort of like right, right, glut- right. glutamate balance back into the picture. Okay. Um, I can see that. And, uh, and you're kind of in a place of like extreme awareness in your workout. Yeah. So you're in this almost meditative state within your workout. You mm-hmm. could say <clears throat> that's helping to like trigger something to bring you back to the present and not so. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't call it I wouldn't call it meditation, but it's it's definitely I go in deliberately looking to over a brief period of time tax my nervous system. Okay. You know, so that I can spend the whole rest of the day and even the following day in recovery mode, you know? So it's not like an excessive stress on the system. Yeah. It's just doing it over a very brief period of time, which I think makes a lot of sense from an evolutionary standpoint, you know? Yeah. Like we wouldn't have exercised consistently. Well, we wouldn't, we probably wouldn't have done, we wouldn't have done recreational exercise as hunter gatherers. We would have, you know, either chased our food or ran from a predator. um, And then we would have allowed our bodies to recover from that as Mm. an energy conservation uh, mechanism, you know? So that's, I think that's the, that's the, the chief way in which I, I like to diffuse stress. Sometimes I'll just go on a walk though. Honestly, I think yeah. walking is very powerful. Um, well, I think what's so, you know, walking is definitely like that. And I think what's so powerful about walking that we don't really realize is it forces us to breathe because hmm. in that walk, we can't all be holding our breath. And when we're in states of stress, we hold our breath and that that kind of goes back to one of my other modalities is like a good breathwork practice. But yeah, something like that is like giving us this, um, consistent in and out breath that we might not even realize is in this perfect fashion of like one, two, three in one, two, three out, one, two, three in one, two, three out on a, on a inhale and exhale and on a, you know, expansion and collapse of our diaphragm. This is also something I like to do a five second inhale and a five second exhale. Mm. Um, and that really, really helps to like reset things. Uh, so that's something definitely you can do too. But I think the two main, you know, when I, I was kind of like previewing before my kind of favorite things, two favorite supplements uh, that I take. And I almost don't even feel like I could call them supplements because they're such amazing um kind of food quality products that we could be taking on a regular basis um but one is uh full spectrum hemp oil cbd 
and the other is uh, hydrogen infused water. And I think the two for me taken in combination and a couple times a day, um, I could probably just use those two things if I wanted to. I think I'm the type of person that I like to use all these other things because I just feel like I like to feel my best all the time. It's just who I am. And I, and I feel like I've gotten into a routine and a lot that felt and figured out a lot of things that work for me, but 100%, you know, after uh, a couple years of using both of these and going through, um, different type brands, but landing on a couple things that I, a couple different brands that I really, really love now, CBD has been a daily thing for me that I really, really love as well as, uh, hydrogen. And, and you actually just, we got you some of that CBD, didn't we? Yeah. You just started taking it? Well, you had been, you had been telling me about Ned and, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> my friends at Mind Pump also have been telling me, you know, right. like another bird in the ear telling me about, uh, about Ned and, and, the, and the, you know, their products. So yeah, they sent me a bottle and, um, I've, uh, been using it and yeah, I mean, look, the, the placebo effect is strong, but I definitely, you know, I've taken probably half the bottle at this point. I do a full dropper under my tongue. Okay. Of the... 1,500? It's, I think they sent me the 70... 750? 750? Okay. That, is okay. that a dose that they sell in the bottle? Yeah, 750, yeah. 1,500, and just one more. No, so they sent me the 750. Yeah. And I've been doing a full dropper full. And when do you do that? Under my tongue. And um, A, I like the flavor. I feel uh-huh. like I get a... I mean, it, it's so there's no THC. It doesn't it doesn't get you high. That's I think a really important. Well, there's no yeah. You do not get high. There is trace amounts of THC, 0.3 percent okay. THC in oh. full spectrum hemp oil. Um, because uh, these full spectrum hemp oils have um, not just the CBD as a cannabinoid, but other phytocannabinoids that are imperative to the synergy. Interesting. Of in the symbiosis of um, full spectrum hemp oil being delivered to your system and helping all these things. So there's about 0.3% THC in a different type. You know, there's like THCA and uh, there's all these different phytocannabinoids. It's actually, I think, over the last I researched, it's like over 250 different phytocannabinoids wow. in the full spectrum wow. hemp oil. And that's a part of the cannabis family right. uh, is hemp. So there's going to be a tiny bit amount of the THC, but it is the main uh, cannabinoid is CBD, yeah. which is kind of, if you want to think about it, it's like uh, in the way that the guys over at Ned explained it to me is it's kind of like the uh, lead singer <laughs> of the band, but yet everybody else in the band has to be there yeah. in order for them to create this amazing harmony of sounds so I like that cbd is kind of like the, the main you know the main guy that everybody's paying attention to uh and that everybody's talking about yeah. but if the saxophone player sucks <laughs> and the drummer sucks you know and they're not or they're not even there in, in, in this band um then things start to kind of fall apart in a way but which is why i'm not a huge fan of cbd isolate hmm. there's a lot of these cbd isolates on the market and some some people may might get great results out of it, but I just have never been. So is that why net? So net is unique because it basically has tiny right. amounts of everything else, but it's, yeah. it's still low enough, which I appreciate because I actually 
and I've talked about this on the on the podcast before. I don't like t- the way THC makes me feel. Right. So whatever tiny amount there is in Ned, um, I'm super sensitive to THC. Like yeah. if there's if there were any in it, I would it would make me you, incredibly you, uncomfortable. You would notice, right? Yeah. So that's why it's kind of one of those things that it's got to be tiny. It's, it's it, yeah, it's so tiny yeah. that you're not going to notice. Interesting. I mean, and and the other you know the the array of the team behind it of you know, there's everything from CBCs to CBGs, um, and all these other super beneficial terpenes that are that come from the hemp too, that all have their part mm-hmm. at giving you this relaxed nervous system feeling, among many other amazing benefits uh, that CBD brings. And I think that's kind of a big thing uh, when it comes to why people are taking it these days. Uh, I think the number one is really like the inflammation and the pain relief side of it. And so, you know, not only is it amazing for its anti-inflammatory effects, but as you're kind of taking it uh, before bed, it's a great sleep aid. It really helps um, uh, with melatonin production. Uh, Interesting. You know, it's a natural pain reliever, as we were saying. It, It treats anxiety and PTSD. Well, at certain doses, I mean, it's been used clinically to treat uh, certain seizure disorders. So, I mean, it's obviously <coughs> neuro, neuromodulatory. I don't know what, what dose, but... Yeah, epilepsy, um, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. Uh, yeah, there, there more and more research is coming out about CBD and all the amazing things that it is helping. And, like, I'm a fan. Like, I've been on board since the beginning with all these different ones that have come out. But, you know, I'm kind of, like super pro to Ned because I'm the type of person that likes to look at, okay, where is this coming from? Is it organic? Do I even know where the farm is? Who's do who's farming this? Like, and they're so transparent. Everything from where it, where it's exactly coming from in Paonia, Colorado to the farmer, Kurt <laughs> that I know of and his dogs that are like herding around He's been working with the hemp plant for years, um, and it's completely organic. Um, it's done in this amazing kind of like cold uh, temperature extract. Hmm. So uh, it keeps all the beneficial compounds. Nothing gets heated or destroyed, which I think is super cool. Um, and then they're only using in like when you get the 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 bottle you're only there's only two ingredients it's the full spectrum hemp and and organic mct oil wow so which is a great driving force for a great fatty fat driving force for something like cbd anyways so yeah i'm i'm i use it on a regular basis because of my psoas that i've injured years ago that kind of creeps back up on me and it's interesting because the psoas not only am I feeling it like pain, physical pain, but I think that when I'm overstimulated and I get stressed and taxed in that way, it triggers it too because it's such a stress-related fight-or-flight muscle in our mm. system. Is Where this, is the psoas? The psoas is like a massive muscle on both sides uh, in between like your hip flexor, uh, growing, lower back, abdomen it like it's like in there it like connects all these different muscles Hmm. 
And somebody actually explained it to me once that it's the, they call it the fight or flight muscle because the psoas, when it's triggered, it creates that sprinting motion, which is kind of what we needed and why cortisol is needed is to run away from a wild animal that's chasing you so you don't die. (laughs) Not because, you know, you got a bad text or you're like sitting in traffic and you can't handle it or, you know, you, somebody yelled at you and you don't even know who they are. And you, you, that, that, you know, if you have a sensitive psoas, which I do like in super stressful situations that I'm not running away from something that I need to survive with, I can, I can feel it there. It's crazy. So as I've been taking CBD, I've noticed that it's mitigated that feeling. Like I've slowly kind of like that feeling's kind of slowly dissipated for me. Um, and I've been able to adapt to stress a lot better. And I think that's a big thing among some of these, these supplements or some of these things that we're eating and taking on a regular basis is looking for things that help you adapt to stress because nothing's going to like take away the stress around you. We just have to be better at adapting to it. Yeah. And I didn't even explain how this all works, <laughs> which is kind of important. Oops. Um, so, you know, we have a digestive system, a nervous system, cardiovascular system. Well, we also have an endocannabinoid system. And they discovered this in the mid-90s, so it's fairly recent that we know about this. Um, but basically, the endocannabinoid system is a super, super complex system in our body. It's uh, Recent research suggests it's actually involved in managing so many things, various um, homeostatic processes like managing pain, inflammation, stress, anxiety, immune response, appetite, metabolism, memory, mood, and emotion. I mean, that's basically our whole system. Yeah. And the way it communicates is it communicates with these key receptors called CB1s and CB2s. And it has this ability to switch into gear when it senses certain imbalances uh, to the body, but then it switches back off once order has been restored to the system. So it has this like amazing um, homeostatic type process that happens within it. Um, now, what do you think is fueling all these processes? What do you think you need to flood your system with in order to make this endocannabinoid system work at its greatest potential? Uh, CBD. CBD. Huh. And and its team of phytocannabinoids, which is everything else that comes with the full full, uh, full spectrum, hmm. hemp oil. Um, this is the power, the juice behind the endocannabinoid system. So, therefore, you taking that big dropper at night, that big CBD dropper before bed, is charging up your endocannabinoid system to greater to to modulate these processes. And what you're doing at the time is you're trying to wind down. So it's going to have the greatest potential in your system to help you wind down with this supercharge of phytocannabinoids supporting this endocannabinoid system. So yeah, I mean, I would definitely say keep that up, keep taking it, see what kind of happens with you. I have been Uh, sleeping really well. You have been sleeping good, right? I've been sleeping good well with it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would would keep taking it. You know, granted, they they sent me a bottle for free, um, but... uh, (laughs) You know, but I'm I'm super open minded, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I I definitely put a lot of trust into you know what you say because I feel like you uh, you've got a great intuition, a great intuitive sense. You've been you know trained in Chinese medicine. You're you're uh, 
yeah, I try, I try to do my best and and research. You're like a wellness whisperer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in many ways, I I like to just dig for that research that people aren't looking at, yeah. and really just get into kind of the nitty gritty of each of these things, and and that's kind of how I stumble upon these great companies is because I won't settle for somebody some some company that's like oh they do all these things great but they're they're adding some weird oil or uh, additive to the to the bottle yeah to like cut it in some kind of way and you're like well why'd you do all these things great yeah. and then you're you're doing that you're adding grapeseed oil to the Ugh. to the bottle i've seen that yeah it's been in it's in cbds i know they have so grapeseed oil and i'm like how much is there actually how much grapeseed was is it to CBD? It's, I it's, know, I know. Meanwhile, people, people are taking CBD because the marketing says that it's going to reduce inflammation, but they they're taking it with grapeseed oil, which has like seven hundred to one times as many omega three fatty acids. Uh, omega sorry, omega six fatty yeah. acids. Yeah, I, know, I just I just did a post about that today. Everybody's like ah, yelling so, at me about omega sixes. I'm like, listen, it's it's causing inflammation. Yeah, you want to we're, avoid we're, the grapeseed. We're seed. super high in the poofas these days. Super high. You um, never take, you never take, like, I feel like you never take drugstore brands. Like, you, you'll you never take, like, ibuprofen. You'll never take acetaminophen. I haven't in so long. So long. Have you? Um, Taking, like, an Advil or something? I, I just, like, the, take, like, CBD and turmeric. Well, the, I've <laughs> taken, I have, for like, cumin. I have, I have, like, some low back issues that thankfully have been kind of good for the past mm-hmm. couple of months, but I've taken... Not Advil or or, or um, acetaminophen, um, and I would certainly never take those chronically. Yeah. But um, I do have like a, a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory that's like a, a prescription which I I took maybe three or four times. But look, I'm not opposed to taking these drugs if you if you need a stronger hit of pain relief. No shame <coughs> or stigma. Right. Around these drugs, you know. Yeah, it's the chronic. It's chronically taking it. That's right. It's going to get you into it. In, into problems right right and if i mean so and if you have a chronic pain condition i mean oh you know i mean it's like t- take whatever you need to to relieve yourself of the pain but i think it's it's worth at least trying experimenting with some of these other modalities yeah you know? yeah but again no no shame no stigma but there is there is a growing body of evidence um that's showing us that these drugs are not free rides yeah you know acetaminophen depletes brain and liver glycogen uh glutathione um mm. and uh you know ibuprofen affects your mitochondria right. affects enzymes that um you know maintain the gut barrier gut, so gut you could say so, that these over-the-counter yeah. pain relievers in a way uh will eventually knock you out of homeostasis perhaps yeah yeah, they're, yeah they're, because they're gonna push you stronger in one way mm-hmm. right and they're going to cause a cascade of things to happen on the other side that if you're taking something that's adaptogenic mm-hmm. it forces your system not forces but it helps your system get back into a balanced state so that you can properly do those things within your own biology mm-hmm. as opposed to getting being forced upon uh this pain relieving hit that will be causing other things to happen that you that might not be great for your system so right and saying every once in a while yeah especially like come on if you're in if you just got in a car accident you're not going to be like oh i'm going to go home and take some curcumin Mm. i'm going to be fine (laughs) no no not right away i mean obviously you're going to need some of that stronger stuff of course um 
But on a daily, on a regular basis, if you're just sore from the gym, I know people that are sore from the gym that take an Advil. I'm like, what do you, why would you do that? Yeah. Well, just especially because they, they've been, sh- they've shown that those drugs can actually negate some of the beneficial adaptations to exercise. Exactly. You're going to need some of those things, some of those adaptations. So, um, so yeah, that actually brings me to my, the other thing that I re- I'm really loving. Now, we've talked about this before, uh, but I, and I think I'm getting you more and more excited about some of the things and, and clo- they're close to coming out with some of their products, but hydrogen water, I think will be, if it's not all the rage now, like CBD is it, I think it's going to be all the rage with CBD very soon. Um, and it comes back to that place and state of helping your system or, or basically it's, it's in, it has antioxidant properties to bring your system back into that balanced state, that equilibrium, that homeostasis. And, uh, it's very fat. It's a very fascinating molecule. Um, it's one of the smallest, it is the smallest a molecule in the universe so its ability to penetrate the cell bar- cell barrier and get into the nucleus of the cell to affect us on a um, cellular level and to relieve certain issues within the cell is the main reason that i'm such on the bandwagon behind it because there's not a lot of things that do that now we don't have and our guts are so messed up these days that who knows what nutrients that we're eating on a regular basis that are actually getting into our cells and affecting us on that cellular level. So to be able to have something that just goes straight in and affects us that way has been monumental for me. Like a a lot of my issues, my inflammation, my pain in my psoas and other lower back and things that have happened over years of just working out too much or, being too hard on my body um and i'm definitely not like that anymore i'm like 30 40 minutes at the gym tops and i'm like hardly ever do cardio because i'm I, I eat so good and so clean that i feel like i don't need it but <clears throat> but yeah it's just been one of those things that ever since i started taking it uh it's had a massive impact and i really think it can impact a lot of people's lives um but it has this and one of the cool things about molecular hydrogen that um, some of these people are talking about out there, uh, especially Trucy, the, the company that I work with, um, is this ability to decipher between um, oxidative stress when it comes to healthy oxidative stress for the system mm-hmm. and unhealthy oxidative stress that's actually causing damage in free radicals. Um, one being nitric oxide is a healthy free radical. It's oxidative stress that's good for our system. We, we need nitric oxide for blood flow and, and circulation. And, and um, you know, when it comes to working out at the gym, like getting that pump, like these all these nitric oxide supplements on the market. And this is one of those things that um, molecular hydrogen will allow that oxidative stress and nitric oxide to take place while helping reduce the damaging free radicals like the hydroxyl radical and things that are causing all this inflammation um, and eventually disease, chronic disease in, the, in our system, um, being able to reduce that while letting some of these other 
things happen at the same time. So that right there in itself was enough for me to be like, wow, it has this kind of like brain, this, this selective antioxidant kind of opportunity to flood our system with something that can decipher between the two and keep that whole thing in balance too. Yeah. Because there's so many different antioxidants on the market that are just suppressing both. Yeah. So you take, you know, you've heard not having certain antioxidants post-workout because they yeah, down, they, down-regulate it, certain things, right? Right. They just mop up, you know, uh, these free radicals um, indiscriminately. Right. And um, <clears throat> All of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they, yeah. And, and you're and, losing those gains. Well, yeah. I mean, a, hmm. a, a burst in inflammatory signaling is, is what's required for, you know, stress-induced adaptation to heat, to exercise, to uh, cold. Right. Um, so, yeah, you need that. So imagine all that still happening that you need and and yet being able to get rid of and reduce all the harmful stuff at the same time. Very interesting. That's kind of how I think of molecular hydrogen as this like amazing molecule that's doing that for me on a regular basis. So I kind of just feel like walking around, I'm like, oh, well, I'm good. Like <laughs> this is happening inside my cells right now. So wait, how do you take it? You have a you have like a water machine in your house? Yeah, so I have a water system at my house, which are super amazing. And then um, you can take tablets. So you drop tablets in water. Huh. And uh, and the tablet, it's like kind of like it creates this effervescence, and uh, it the, it adds hydrogen bubbles to the water, and so that's why do you you have yeah. to drink it really quickly right yeah the gas kind of gets created right then and there and so you you know the shelf life is a good minute two minutes huh. you just want to kind of get it down whereas like the system will hold um the gas a lot longer the water systems and then eventually they're going to have uh like single serving uh eight ounce red bull size cans wow. so you can just pick them up at a retail store chug it down and be on your way wow so, like, imagine I kind of always, you know, if somebody's like, well, what do you take supplement-wise? And that's like, I'm like, bro, <laughs> come on, you, you just like, I'll take you, I'll take a photo of my cabinet <laughs> and send it to you because it's just too much. It's just too many things that I list off and I don't take them all every day, but I have them. Yeah. But if like somebody said, I'm going to put you on a deserted island, there's only two things that you can have there. Um, supplement wise, you know, you can go you gather food and stuff and all that. But the one, the two main things I would want are CBD and, and hydrogen. Wow, those would be my top two based on the fact that I think they're the best things right now to help bring that equilibrium and that balance back to our system. Wow, and that's where, and the reason that's so important is because that's where disease can't thrive. Disease thrives in imbalanced states and which is why, you know, there's all this research on both of them helping so many different, like, a, you know, tons of different chronic diseases and, uh, you know, the, at the end of the day, all these other things are going to help in a way, but are they bringing your system back to a place where it can do, it can f- fight off that on its own. Yeah. 
and that's what it's training your body back to do. Um, so if that makes sense, does that make sense? Totally makes sense. What are some other things that you do? Some, uh, you mentioned that you're big on, on having a routine Mm -hmm. And I can attest to this. You're always working out in the gym every day at around 9.30. You never work out. Not every day. Not every day. Right. Five days a week. Five days a week. But you never work out in the afternoon or See. evening. Whereas I sometimes, you know, if I like am working in the morning, if I'm in, in like a writing flow state, I'll be like, yeah. all right, I'll work out like later yeah. in the day. But you, you, don't, you don't operate like that. And it's neither good nor bad. I mean, I, I don't think... I've heard I've heard research that it's better to actually do your lift later in the day because your um, hormonal output is better then as opposed to in the morning. I like to get my – I have that I have a block of like a two-hour block that I like to like fit in something there. It's usually a workout or like I've been loving sitting in a far infrared sauna lately. A couple days a week I've been doing that. Um, or I'll just like relax and stretch at home and do something – you know, clean or something to occupy my time then. But, um, I just feel best when I work out in the morning. And so I've gotten into that routine of like doing it then mm -hmm. and it feels good. And then I have the rest of the day to do things, but I don't think it's bad to take a class or do a workout at four or five. I think that if you're working out really hard, like balls to the wall, hit workout at seven or 8 PM, that might put you out of balance a little bit because you're now you're just like your energy's up and you're kind of like cortisol might be high yeah, and your cortisol kind of wants to start coming down toward yeah. the evening. <clears throat> and that's another reason it's like your cortisol is highest in the morning. So why not take advantage of it yeah. and use it uh, yeah, and get up and do something as opposed to like training your system to have higher levels of cortisol in the evening and then messing up your sleep. Totally. Kind of what, why I don't do it too late. But I, but I mean, I'll go for a hike at like four or five or every once in a while I'll take like a rumble boxing class late. If yeah. Some, like if some friends want to go, I, I, I've been trying not to be so regimented because that's one of my biggest faults is to not be that spontaneous. You're not super flexible. I would, I would agree that you should I, try I'm to not the most flexible. Loosen the belt a little bit. I'm not the most flexible. <laughs> <laughs> I like the certain places that I like to eat. I like, the, I like certain TV shows. I like uh, I like certain you know yeah lifestyle choices. Yes. You know, so not really. I don't really like drink a lot of alcohol or at all. But, um, yeah, you don't I, drink. I don't drink. Uh, that's just a choice. I don't feel good when I drink, and it that feeling good part far outweighs that feeling like loose part that's yeah. like fun part knowing that like wow but i'm gonna feel like shit tomorrow a lot of people compromise <laughs> they you know they because we all know that hangovers don't feel good right but right. a lot of people um will sacrifice how they feel the next day for that drink or that couple of drinks yeah the night of you're you, how uh is there anything more important to you than than feeling good um, I mean, I like to feel good in a you lot like of ways, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but one way that I've kind of dealt with that and being able to still like have that high and have fun is I've kind of figured out ways to like, I don't know, 
take a take a certain supplement or or eat certain foods that are going to give me that nice up high feeling mm. and and you know I, I every once in a while i i'm i like the plant all the different plant medicines like mm-hmm. your last guy was probably talking about yeah <laughs> there's certain you know i it, i'm not opposed to uh certain can't you know things like cannabis or or even um mushrooms I yeah think these are yeah i wouldn't want to have them all the time no but uh i feel better doing something like that than drinking definitely it's pretty amazing that every single human culture has a means of uh every, every single human culture uses to some to some capacity mind-altering drugs mm-hmm. with the exception uh of the inuit people apparently just because they don't have access it's an access issue uh but uh but yeah every single human culture there's all it's a human universal that um that throughout history you know human beings have always sought to alter their consciousness in some way whether it's medicinally right. traditionally right recreationally what have mm-hmm. you it's very interesting yeah i've i've definitely had great um moments and uh journeys on some of the the plant medicines and it really opened up it it created like a higher form of communication i think within my brain and and whole creativity of it it just opened up more channels Hmm. uh, the more i've done some of these things but i'm not that type of person that's going down the rabbit hole and doing i haven't journeyed into the ayahuascas and those kind of things yet and i don't know if i would um but but there's something there there's definitely something there that could be super beneficial especially for people that are you know have mood disorders and issues within psychological issues. Do you sleep well? I sleep like a baby. Really? Like lights out. How many how many hours a night are you getting? Um usually 7, sometimes 8, but usually 7. Seven's kind of a golden number for me, but it's like a I'm like on the couch, I'm drinking my I'll put together this drink. It's like the magnesium powder with this uh, prebiotic powder. <laughs> it's a, because they both taste, they both have like stevia sweetener. Mm-hmm. So it's like this like sweetness thing before bed. But three quarters of the way down, I'm like, the eyes are dropping. <laughs> I'm like watching a TV show or reading a book. Like usually I have like some Netflix show on watching this and just like, I laugh about it all the time. I have a great relationship with my parents, so I'll tell my mom all the time. I'm like, Mom, I fell asleep at uh, 10.30 last night. I woke up at 3 because <laughs> I was on my couch. <laughs> fell asleep on the couch with literally, like, hand in the phone, like, my, my, my phone in my hand. <laughs> uh, TV's blaring, like, <laughs> the hydrogen machine's on, like, light. all the lights are on in my house. <laughs> it's like a zoo. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. And then I have this big open window in my apartment and I could see across <laughs> the other apartment complexes like through windows. It's like, it's so weird because every once in a while I feel like I'm part of their <laughs> <laughs> life over there. They're like watching me. I'm watching them back and forth. And sometimes they'll be up super late. And it's like 2 AM and they got the TV on and I'm like just waking up and getting up. And I'm probably like, these people must think I'm just so wild, like such a weird person. They're looking like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> Can't sleep in his own bed. 
falls asleep. He gets up. He takes some weird supplements in his kitchen that they <laughs> get to watch me do. And then I'm finally off. But, yeah, I, <clears throat> it doesn't matter. Like, as soon as I get up and go to my bed, as soon as I turn the lights off, like, I don't have a problem falling asleep. I'm out. But I credit that. I, I used to have every once in a while back in the day, I would have trouble falling asleep. And I credit that back to kind of like getting enough of the essential nutrients throughout the day that makes my system and my body feel like it's safe to go to bed. Because our, our bodies are fascinating, just like amazing you know, everything that's going on inside us is a miracle. And the fact that it it knows how to keep us alive all the time is incredible. And so that's one thing. It's like your system is going to tell you when something's wrong. Like if you're having, if you're going to bed, if you can't sleep throughout the night or if you're not getting to bed at 3 a.m., there is something wrong in your system. Something is out of balance because that's just not normal, especially if you're trying to get to bed. And so it's kind of like telling you, hey, Look at what you're eating. Look at what you're doing lifestyle-wise. Are you overtraining? Are you taxing your system and running yourself down so that your cortisol levels are so high that you're staying up past a threshold, normal threshold that you should be going to bed? And so knocked out. <laughs> knocked out because I, I just take care of myself. I feel like you, you're similar, no? You sleep well? Yeah, I sleep super well. I try to go to bed every night by oh, like 11... Within the window of like 10 to midnight, you know, is when I try. Yeah, that's to, me too. Uh, yeah, to go to sleep. And I usually, I can sleep, I can wake up at, you know, 7, 7 o'clock. But I also, you know, I try never to set an alarm, like unless I need to yeah. wake up for a certain thing. But I usually will just allow myself, Yeah. you know, which seems like it's kind of like this uh, revolutionary thing to allow, you know. I, I, but I think we should all let ourselves sleep for as long as our bodies intuitively know that they need to sleep. Unless you have it actual job unless you have an actual job <laughs> <laughs> uh, a job that requires you to yeah although i think it's it's you know maybe useful to then try to go to bed earlier to to widen your sleep opportunity because um, you know i mean all the research now is pointing to sleep quality is very important but we also can't escape the <coughs> fact that we it seems that you know eight hours for an adult is a magical number yeah you know um so that's pretty much yeah i i tend to get my eight hours i don't have uh Unless like my cat who recently moved to LA jumps in my head and wakes me up, but your cat just got a flight and came to LA. She came to LA, yeah. Wow. No, she. I, we moved her out. I, I brought her with me from New York, and so <coughs> I've. Uh, she's. A, I call her a sleep terrorist. She's. She's not very. I, I've been like locking her out of my room because she, you know. Yeah, there's there were a couple times I stayed with you in New York on your couch. Yeah. And it was me and your cat in the living room. <laughs> and I'm not a huge cat person, like at all. <laughs> and you're right it's a sleep terrorist yeah. like i would be to maybe tossing and turning and i'd turn over and it would just be staring at me <laughs> like what is this thing in the living room yeah. you know just like ready to to pounce to pounce yeah and um she just wants to play yeah, so i concur yeah she just wants to play <laughs> At all hours. At all night. hours, yeah. yeah. They're nocturnal, are they? Yeah. Um, but no, I sleep very well. I'm very, very grateful for that. And yeah, I agree. It's um, 
Yeah, it's good to allow cortisol to come down, to yeah. welcome in, you know, your your natural circadian melatonin expression mm-hmm. by not uh, – really, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about not doing anything to disturb that process. You right. know, it's like we don't have to will melatonin into circulation. No. It's it naturally happens. We just we we have to be careful not to get in its way, which I think today is so common. You know, it's light induced, light emitting right. technologies. Um, it's the fact that we don't get enough light during the day, which actually affects melatonin sure. secretion later at night. Um, I was reading actually an interesting study earlier today that found that noise exposure, like ambient noise, for example, road noise or occupational noise, can actually affect sleep quality uh, later at night. Um, and affect cortisol release the following day. So, I mean, yeah. That happened to me once in an apartment that I moved into, one of my first apartments that I had in L.A., and I was so stoked to get out of the old one. I got into this apartment, and I got there late. It was like 9 p.m., and, like, some of my housemates were there, and, like, said, what's up? And then I was like, I'm tired. I'm just going to, like, set my stuff up in that room and go to bed. And I closed the door. And I just laid down on the bed for a second, and it got by that point it was like ten thirty, eleven. I was like, I'm just gonna go to bed, and I laid down, and all of a sudden it was, <laughs> I was like, what the, and I I I was like the door the the, the window was closed. Oh no. So I'm like, no, this 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 is gonna be like this. <laughs> And I turned a fan on, and then I turned the fan on to try to get some some white noise. And still, I could still faintly hear the cars going by. And it was on Sixth Street in LA, so this is like it's a busy street all yeah. the time, all night. People are always just driving up and down. So I was like, I, I wanted to cry. I was so upset because my first night there, and I, I already knew it was gonna work. Hmm. That morning, next morning, I texted the person that I moved in with, and was like put in my 30 days I was like I, I'm gonna have to be out in 30 days she was Jeez. like what huh. I was like yeah like I just can't this is so loud back here and so I slept with earplugs in oh, man. for 30 days and then I was out of there wow one no of my thanks one, no thank you <clears throat> one of my top biohacks you ready you guys I uh I sleep with a pillow on my head on the fr- on your eyes no well I sleep I'm a stomach sleeper and I sleep with my head tilted and so I sleep with one pillow under my head, and then I sleep with another on top of my head. So you're like blacked out. Blacked out, yeah, and it muffles any sound coming from you know both ears. You don't feel like claustrophobic in that little space. No, I leave a I leave an opening so that I get fresh air. It's mm. got the positioning of the pillow is very important. So the the opening has to allow fresh air to come in. I gotta feel like there's airflow, you know, okay. from like the air conditioner or the open window or whatever. But then I've got the pillow on just like pressing a nice even pressure like on the on the other side of my head like muffling any sound that comes in through the ear because you know like interesting this our sense of hearing is the only sense that we can't consciously disengage which puts us kind of at a, at a disadvantage so we've mm-hmm. got to use tools right mm-hmm. to um to to close off that that sense when we right. want to and so yeah i'll put a pillow on my head like a heavy what are they called they're like uh not the pillow that you sleep with but they're like Beds have them. They're like throw pillows or something. Like they're like the bigger pillows that usually are on oh, beds. Oh, the big pillow. When you buy a sheet set, they have pillowcases for like the big pillows. Okay. I don't know what they're called, but um, <laughs> it yeah, the, that bigger, heavier pillow. I put like on the, my head. The, the decorative pillows. Yes. Yeah. 
The ones that go on that you like throw off your bed. Yes, those are the best because they keep their shape them. and they don't sink in to block my airway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is an interesting thing. Okay. And so, yeah, so I sleep with that pillow on my head. It's always kind of whenever I've had like a girlfriend, it's always kind of like weirded them out because, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to bed and then I put the pillow on my head. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, goodbye. Like, oh, well, <laughs> no cuddling for me. Thanks. Okay, bye. I'm like, yeah. sorry. But it's great, man. It makes me feel like I'm like, like, wow, he's detached. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is going to be fun. This Story of my life. This guy's detached. <laughs> uh, that's, but it, that's interesting. I've never done some company, I forgot who it was, sent me one of those um, eye masks recently. The silk, like silky ones huh. that you would wear. I think I'm going to bring it when I take a flight to New York next. I think it might help. But I just, I put it on, I tried it. I didn't try it that night. I just put it on, and I couldn't have it on for more than five minutes because I felt I could just feel it on my head, squeezing your head. Yeah, just squeezing me. So you don't feel the pillow like that, huh? Yeah, no, I don't. I feel like I'm like back in the uterus, back in the womb, wow. just like chilling. Or, or you were once like kidnapped or something, and that was <laughs> it. Was like felt that felt like home at some point. So yeah, <laughs> I just I had gotten used to it, and I started to like it. Wow, Stockholm syndrome is what you, that is. Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> And you also use those um, those glasses at night, right? Yeah, blue glasses. I have a glasses. pair of those, too. Big fan. Big fan. I always forget to put them on at night, but, you know, one thing that we don't realize we've never really had until, oh, I don't know, 20 years ago, yeah. however long it's been, but these, like, super bright phones in our face all till all hours of the night. Oh, it's nuts. Mine has like a dimming agent that like dims it at like 8 p.m., but it's still not that. Yeah, they're not that dim. No, they're not that dim. So you're still getting that strong blue light that's like yeah. knocking you out of balance. Totally. Knocking you out of your circadian balance, yeah. out of your homeostasis of, of that evening. Wow. So another great little hack for balance is the, maybe those glasses. Yeah. It's a good so we got a lot of things. A lot of things. Got a lot of things. This is a good chat. And you don't and you don't have to use them all. Right. Don't go crazy. Don't be the O C D person on this listening to this podcast. It's like, oh my God, Crosby's so expensive. Now I gotta <laughs> go buy and be mad at me and write up my one of my social media saying Well you have your stuff you how much is this starter kit? Thousand dollars <laughs> for all this stuff. It's like, no. Incorporate it slowly. Yeah. Um and if you're somebody that, you know, anxiety, stress and anxiety is the number one, then you have to take the things that help with stress and anxiety the most. Yeah. If you're, if you're more pain, then and stuff and the stuff that rehearsed, we talked about pain wise that are really help, you know, the, the CBD, the hydrogen, those kind of things, things for pain that are going to help. So don't, you know, don't feel like overwhelmed that you have to use everything because we don't all the time either. True that. Crosby Taylor, where can listeners connect with you on uh, on social media? Um, on Instagram, I'm at Crosby Taylor. T-A-I-L-O-R. Not the T-A-Y that most people think of. Right. The Pants Taylor, I say. The Pants Taylor. Yeah. And then um, I have a website, tailoredlife.com, that I need to be better at <laughs> putting stuff up. I feel like my Instagram has become my website. Yeah. Much like yours. Yeah is and so most of my information not a, not only my health and tips and information you know on, on exercise and wellness but 
Um, also, my I've been putting more and more sugar-free desserts up on recipes up on my Instagram. Oh yeah, we didn't even t- touch on that. If you guys yeah. are new to new to Crosby Taylor, he's I mean his bread and butter. He's like a he's like the most brilliant uh, sugar-free dessert chef, grain-free sugar-free dessert chef you've ever encountered and uh he puts his recipes regularly on his instagram so i mean definitely yeah. go and follow please him. please check those out yeah those are definitely um equilibrium type desserts i said that they were your bread and butter they don't your gluten-free grain-free bread my, and, my uh, no bread and butter your no bread shout out to no bread shout out to no bread <laughs> and grass-fed grass-fed butter uh yeah so yeah it's been good chatting really good chatting I, all right last question mm um oh which God, put uh me on the spot put you on the spot um i don't know if i yeah i probably asked you this before but i like to kind of ask yes my favorite shoe is the new balance you like the new balance yeah that, and you're gonna ask that what's your favorite shoe it's the new balance 990 that's uh those are, i wear the same ones you got a couple of pairs now too what okay are they? but, but the, for real what the is new it? balance 990 version fours v4s and yeah crosby are kind of obsessed with them because they're, they're classic, they're fashionable, but they're like really all-purpose. They're great to work out in. They're because of who? Because of our friend Emily Oberg. They're the Air, Air Obergs. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Um, okay. What does it mean to you to live <clears throat> a genius life? Oh, my God. What does it mean to me to live a genius life? Um, a genius life for me is to ultimately live a life that uh that i'm happy about that i enjoy and feel good doing all the time and um a life you know if we want to stick to the theme of this podcast yeah a life that ultimately brings me back to a balanced state and makes me feel you know secure and stable and and grounded in my vessel on a regular basis, I think I feel the best like that. I'm not the type heady person that likes to be up in the clouds and aloof and wandering around. I'm, I'm more like to be hunkered down in my body. So having this like balanced state on a regular basis is just, to me, it's genius. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. It, it, it kind of like speaks to who I am on a, on a full facet, I think. Yeah. What about you? I'm gonna throw it back at you. What's your? Oh no! Have you answered this question, or you just answer? You just ask all I your just, people. I just ask it, man. Well, I didn't even know he was gonna ask me that. It's uh, well, cl- clearly you don't listen to my podcast because uh, maybe I don't get to the end. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to the end. Um, it's okay, no pressure. I uh, to live a genius life is to well, I would say okay. I think it's important to um, in. I think it's important to unapologetically uh, put yourself first mm. when it comes to your needs and um, what it is that's going to keep you healthy mm-hmm. and make you feel good, keep you in that state of balance or mm-hmm. bring you back to that state of balance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ask me tomorrow, I might have a different answer. But I think, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not one for martyrdom. I think that, that you're going to be able to show up to your life and be the best version of yourself that you can be to your loved ones, to yeah. your friends, in your work, <clears throat> to your art, when you are giving yourself what your body needs from a nutritional standpoint, from a 
uh, sunlight standpoint, I from like an that. exposure to nature standpoint. Um, you know, I think uh, sometimes we can feel guilty. I was, you know, I, I encountered the sweetest woman on, on my Instagram the other day saying that she, feel, she felt guilty about, you know, going to bed a little bit earlier because of, I don't know, I, f- I, f- I forget the scenario. She, she, she expressed guilt for basically giving her body what it needed when it came to sleep or something like that. And I was like, no, you've got to put your life preserver on first in life. You know, yeah. you've got to put your air mask on first. Karen, mom, are you listening to this? Yeah. People talk about, um, you know, a, a very common argument that I get um, in favor of veganism, for example, is that, you know, what about the environment? Right. And that's not a valid argument to me. I mean, like, I care about the environment immensely, you know, and I think it's important to be able to have, like, a nuanced view of, like, the big grand challenges of our time. But, like, I care about myself more. I care about my health and the health of my loved ones more, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and if you can strike a balance and do something that's kind to both you and the environment as well, then then do that, I think. But... I, I really believe that um, that your vessel, as you called it, yeah. you know, is the is the most important thing that that there is, and also being able to teach those around you and to be able to help those around you nurture theirs, you know. Well, yeah, and in a way, that's the only thing you're really working with is because all of this that we're talking about around us is seen through our eyes, anyways. Yeah. So your existence is that. Uh huh is that outlook. Uh, so when you see everything and you see the environment, you see all these challenging things that are happening around us, um, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to see those things. Yeah. and the Any, only, Anyways. Right. And I'm going to be able to like fight 10 times harder for the environment mm-hmm. when I'm showing up with my full cognitive potential. Right. And I know that, you know, I mean, first of all, the, the entire vegan argument about environment, you know, that, that, uh, in regard to environmentalism and avoiding meat is has been debunked, you right. know, via numerous angles anyway. Right. But um but yeah, I just think that we really shouldn't we, we should really not be guilty when it comes to I don't know, like ticking off those boxes for ourselves, eating the right eating healthy, um, getting the sleep that we need, exercise taking that taking that, that hour every day to go to the gym for your mental health. God, you know, like so many people, 300 million people around the world struggle now with depression, anxiety. People are anxious. Like, mental health is so critically mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. It's like the most important thing. And, um, and exercise, sleep, I mean, these are just critical means of, of getting back to that state of and, balance. And these people have disregarded their, their needs for so long yeah. that they've pushed themselves out of that balanced state. Yeah. And now they're so far extreme in one way or the other that these things are coming about, you know, these chronic issues. So don't be a martyr. Love yourself. Love yourself. hundred percent. That's what, that's what living a genius life means to me. I like it. Cause when you love, only when you love yourself, can you fully love the other? You got to have a full cup. Yeah. Got to have a full if cup. If you don't have that full cup, you could, that full cup will not overflow into others cups. Yep. So true. Crosby, you're the man to all you guys out there listening in podcast land. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I value your time and attention. Take a moment to please spread the word about this episode on social media. Throw up your favorite quote, tag Crosby Taylor, tag tag myself. And uh, yeah, just, you know. Thanks, buddy. Love yourself. Takaya? (laughs) Takaya. To Takaya. All right, peace, guys. Bye.